everyone. Welcome to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. I'm Melissa Albers. And I'm JJ Parker. This podcast is for seekers, seekers of happiness and joy, seekers of a centered approach to success in life, seekers of their true, authentic selves. Get ready for some real talk on everything from anxiety, emotions, and habits to love, compassion, and forgiveness. We know you'll be challenged and enlightened by this conversation. We're so glad you're here. Let's dive in. So, JJ, you know my daughter Mm -hmm. is getting married in a couple of weeks. Pretty exciting stuff. And um, we're just in the journey with these kids, right, as they're getting ready for everything, getting ready to be ready to be ready. It's double check, triple check. And it got me reflecting on when I was getting married, even though it was, you know, mm. decades ago now. A minute ago. A minute ago. Well, that's got to that's gotta be interesting, yeah. right? To to go through that journey with your daughter, but reflect yeah. on when you went through it yep. well, a few years it's ago. It's so funny how people have been treating us too, side note, how people have been treating us in the, these conversations because they're like, oh, your daughter's getting married. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, how's it going? You know, like there's... <laughs> Oh, there's like some oh, there's like time. undertone that you're like yeah. not familiar with, or maybe you are currently learning. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and you know, obviously, the mother of the bride and the bride must have lots of stuff in between these <laughs> planning events. Like, you know, there must be a that must be mm. a thing because Megan and I have been just great. Like, we're having a really good time with everything. However, as I've been reflecting, you know, like I'm like, oh, I wonder what we should do about this topic, and then everyone gives you their advice, whether you ask or not, mm-hmm. um, and then want to tell you all about their experiences, whether you ask or not. It's a bit mm-hmm. like, oh, you have to get a, oh, you have to have your a crown put on. Oh, let me tell you the 32 horrible dentist experiences no. I've had. Yeah. I don't know. People just have this natural, re, natural, I don't know if it's just like, that's what they're, they can remember. And so they just have to share it or I don't know. I don't know. Well, and I think there's probably something about like weddings too. Yeah. Like, Weddings are such like, yeah. for a lot of us, like oh, that yes. was like the, probably like the biggest, most planned event of our life. Yes, right? So it's always easy to like <laughs> Reflect. refer back to it. Well, and yeah. one of the things I've always tried to think, and I have, it hasn't been hard actually, is this isn't my wedding, it's hers. I've mm-hmm. already had my wedding, right? I've already had my wedding. So I don't have to be that invested in if she has bowls of candy on each table, I don't really care what she does. On yeah. that. She doesn't want bowls of candy at her table. But, but anyway, here's what I was thinking about. I couldn't believe how many flashbacks I was having and have mm. been having during this whole event, um, this planning event, as they have been going through their experiences. So as the wedding's getting closer and closer, so now it's like two weeks away. Actually, I think it's two weeks from today. Although by the time this is aired, we're probably going to be past post-event. But um, (laughs) the number of times that people, while I was young and in that stage, the number of times that people really let me down when I Mm. had certain expectations. Oh, that's an interesting thing. So like when you were getting... When you were getting married, yeah. you had expectations yeah. of what like your family's gonna do or your friends were gonna right. do. Right. And that didn't line up. Uh-huh. And exactly. That, and it, and it, that led to a letdown. Yeah, it leads to a really big letdown. And my my examples are pretty extreme. You know, I can never just have the you know, 
run of the mill normal. Oh, that's interesting. Mine are always like shocking yeah. examples, right? From yeah, my... it wasn't like I was let down by the florist because they <laughs> yeah, had off white flowers and not white flowers. <laughs> exactly. No, mine was my mother was sewing my wedding dress, and a week and a half before the wedding, my wedding dress was in pieces on the floor still. Mm. Like it was extreme stress, extreme trauma. Yeah. And it was so excruciatingly anxiety provoking. Mm. So I didn't know whether the dress was going to be done or not. And I was so terribly let down because I had very strong expectations that it would be done early. It would be, you know, sitting on a mannequin yeah, for a month be, in a window somewhere. Yeah. You'd be doing that thing where you like put it on and look yeah. at yourself in the mirror and twirl right. around like a Disney <laughs> movie, right? Well, JJ, that's so good. Thank you for being in my head. <laughs> yeah. That's not what happened. What happened was uh, she was sewing my sleeves shut while I was getting in the car to go to the mm. church. Wow. Absolute complete stress. And 20 minutes prior to that, oh, we didn't make you a veil. Here, scissor, 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 cut, 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 so, so, so. Put this on your head. Now, strangely, what? it turned out perfectly. It turned out perfectly. Yeah. But the, the, the stress of someone letting me down, regardless of who it is, mm -hmm. right? That's a thing. Like we get really, especially during important times of our lives, mm -hmm. I think we get really... Um, into a strong mode of what we want people to do just for us, just this once, or we, we even tell ourselves stories. Um, mm -hmm. We set people up to not do well in these scenarios. And then in big situations, we make them even more, you know, it's like a stronger expectation, even if it's bordering on not true or fantasy mm. even. Yeah. You know, I and, yeah. I and I see that happening and I see that happening for Megan and Tej and certain things, too. And and it's just um, it's amazing how often that happens, how we get expectations of people during certain times for us that we want something and mm -hmm. then they let us down. Mm -hmm. Well, let's yeah, let's let's dive into some of that. Like. When I feel like I get let down. Yeah. Like a lot of times um, yeah, it doesn't feel good, obviously. Right. Be, feel, like feeling let down doesn't feel good. It feels like you're unsupported, like no one cares. Yes, exactly. Um, like you're really alone. Like to me, it feels like I'm just out in the middle of nowhere alone. Right, exactly. Like, there's no help here. Where's Where are my friends? Where are my family? Right, like, right. Like why did everyone abandon me, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, whether that's true or not. Yeah, it's a story we like tell ourselves. Feeling. Yeah, that's the feeling I get. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's really true. So I think first, like we talk about like, like really exploring that feeling for yourself first. Yeah. Right. Like kind of like step one in being let down to me is like, let's, let's really get in touch with what you're actually feeling. And so, cause it's so easy to turn into being like mad. Oh, that's exactly where people go instantly is really mad or absolutely crushed. Crush or or blaming mm -hmm. like oh that person is such an a hole right. <laughs> or like I can't believe they did it again and like yeah you know uh, just turn that external but if you can keep it internal and you can explore that yourself right. first yeah yeah exactly exactly have you ever had experiences where that you can recall in this conversation where you f have felt really let down well yeah I mean my I guess my big example, like 
is is probably like with my like ex business partner. Oh, right. Um, yeah. And you know, like we started a company when we were nineteen, right? Yes. Kind of like yeah, yeah. swords, swords up and blazing trails, and right. and all that, right. like together. And then it just, it just kind of fizzled and went sideways. Right. And it was kind of like, you know, I thought we were going to get to kind of like the finish line together, together, mm-hmm. and we didn't. Yeah. And yeah, there was the 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 kind of like the point that I remember most is like one day I went into his office and I'm like, dude, like I can't do this by myself. Like I need my business partner back and you have not been my business partner. Right. <laughs> like you're not here anymore. I can don't. Right. Like, and, and it was just like, and he was just off with, mm-hmm. he's like on a whole different, on a whole different project, on a whole different thing. Yeah. And I was yeah. just like, that was like the moment where I'm like, oh, okay, it's right. gone. It's a devastating <laughs> feeling when someone, I mean, and it doesn't matter the circumstances, whether it's you're at home and it's your personal life or it's your business life. I think it it feels like when we have times where we don't feel very solid, when we feel kind of wobbly, mm-hmm. we really want to fall into the arms of those that we love, even mm-hmm. if it's not right. Yeah. You know, and there's such a, I think it can really lead to feelings of real devastation, um, especially if they've been relationships that you've had in your life for a really long time. Because mm-hmm. I think as human beings, I think we have a, we say it's easy to make, you know, some of us feel that it's easy to make friends or to have deep relationships. But that being said, the level of vulnerability that you show, and maybe that's the key in this piece is, that when you have when you feel vulnerable or when you're you know there's mm-hmm. a, it's a it's a situation where you feel very vulnerable um even if you're someone who's quite sovereign and used to standing on your own there's a real natural instinct to run into the middle of your people mm. you know for support or safety yeah. maybe it's that safety feeling it gives you even a yeah, false sense kind of, of safety yeah it's kind of like our tr- kind of tribe mm-hmm instinct right yeah. like like get back in with our you know core group of people for safety yeah. and protection yeah. um the other thing that like i note it would note notice <laughs> when i'm live town is beyond the feelings it's like uh i uh, my mind will spin on it a yeah lot, mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like i'll go i'll go back to it a lot i'll think about it mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. um which is not useful right but it's hard like it's hard to get kind of past it sometimes right right because it's like it's like to me it's like an unresolved thing yeah right Mm -hmm. and you're just hanging there unresolved and you just want to like yeah like think your way out of it somehow and that just doesn't happen yeah i think i think that's true and and actually then it hangs there and it actually can cause a uh it can cause a riff or cause a a you know, a wall between you and that person that you were feeling that way about. It really can create more oh, of the same. Totally, it, gets it, it makes it worse. Makes it way right? worse. Way yeah. worse. And it, it's and it and it creates like the whole like elephant in the room yeah, thing. Sure. And then you're like walking on eggshells. Mm-hmm. And then, but the other person like literally might not even. Know I agree. Let you down. I totally agree. Right. And then like you're then then the thing kind of turns the other way. It's like 
the other person's like, why are you acting so yeah, weird? Exactly. Did you do something <laughs> I don't know about? What's wrong? Yeah, exactly. Maybe, well, maybe they aren't like I thought they were. Yeah, it does. It actually erodes the whole everything. The, you know, there's, there's a lot of other times, like I even recall when we had, when our kids were babies, Mitch and I had very specific and unrealistic expectations about what the grandparents would be like with our kids. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it, it was very idyllic, which I think is very normal when you're young. I think it's super normal to be oh, yeah. idealistic when you're young. Yeah. You know, I actually we did a pot on that, didn't we? Not too long ago. Didn't we? <laughs> I can't remember. Now you're gonna laugh and say Oh my gosh. We did a no, we did a we did half a pot on that because oh. remember like our recording software like freaked out. Talking talk about being let down. <laughs> A recording software let us down halfway through a pod. Oh my gosh, I, that was last week. <laughs> that was last week. Okay. Well, anyway, so back to our story. But I remember, you know, Mitch and I would have, we talked endlessly about, you know, grandparents should be this way. Like I'm doing air quotes. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll be at every t-ball game. They'll, you know, hold hands with their our children as they bring them to the zoo every Saturday. Okay, I'm being right. a little like over the butterflies top. Butterflies will be flapping yes, around exactly. and they'll always yeah, have yes. lemonade. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I, But I think that that's a very common thing too. Like we had these really strong expectations about the people that we loved that were in our lives. We expected it to be something very different than what a, mm-hmm. a natural realistic approach would be. Like for example, um, most of our parents you know, the kids' grandparents were still business owners or working or in big jobs when our Mm. kids were that age. So to have this expectation that they would stop everything because our, you know, one-year-old and two-year-old were so cute. Like, wouldn't you? Yeah. Right? Right. (laughs) And so so it is funny. And and now looking back on it, it's pretty obvious, like how we set ourselves up and we set them up for failure. Well, yeah. And what you're saying is, is that like you need to consider the other person's perspective or life or situation a little bit more it's really easy to focus when when you have a a disappointment like that it's easy to focus it on you and not really take into account the other person the realism of the other person you know yeah and and so we're talking about you know how it kind of breaks just with us setting up unrealistic expectations However, the, and we've mm-hmm. been talking about like normal, healthy, unrealistic expectations as it relates to those in our lives that we love. But we also then need to address the people that are not healthy in our lives, that we have mm-hmm. expectations of them being being something totally different in certain scenarios, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So there's people that have mental illness, for example. Um, mm-hmm. There, we all, many of us have alcoholism in our families, in pockets of our families, mm-hmm. or um, other types of issues or challenges in our families. And we have, um, it seems that when we're in these periods of our own lives where we want that extra support, we see people not as they really are, but we see them mm. as we wish they were. Mm-hmm. And and I think that that is also a very, very common thing. You know, like- That's a really interesting way to phrase it that you see people the way you wish they were. Yeah. And that's where the the disappointment comes from. Yeah. Yes. When they don't live up to what you wish they were. Right. And I think that's when you start tacking on 
all of those wishes, all of those expectations mm-hmm. about that person. For example, you know, alcoholism. So I don't have any direct experience with alcoholism in my family, but I know many, many of those that are close to me that do. And I have mm-hmm. a lot of clients where that's the case too. And, you know, alcohol is a, a scary, mean, insidious thing. And it, and it changes life in a, in a New York second. So mm-hmm. expectations within families or any time where there's more strong pressure, things can go sideways in just an absolute nanosecond. Mm-hmm. And then, and then not only are you disappointed about that event, but then you start, you know, it's a, it's a cumulative thing. Cause you start thinking, mm-hmm. oh, and this, this, they did this, this time. And they did this the time before that. And the time before that, mm-hmm. why do I always want them to be something they're not? And then I think it's easy to get really sideways and feel extremely let down and then start to get mad at ourselves too. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those situations are hard, like are hard to deal yeah. with, right? Because you, you know, at what point does kind of being let down, where's the line between that and like really holding someone maybe accountable mm-hmm. for something, right? <laughs> right. Like, like you said, you were going to be at the kids soccer game. You didn't show up to kids soccer game. Yeah. Like instead of, instead of just being let down that, that, you know, whatever dad didn't show up to the soccer game. Mm-hmm. How do you hold that person in your life accountable to doing the things yeah. that maybe they said they would do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know, isn't this interesting because what I just thought when you said that, it's like so true because right there, so we have these expectations, we get really, really disappointed because they don't, those expectations are not met and they're, it's extremely Mm -hmm. disappointing. And that happens over and over and over again. And it starts to leave a a mark, right? It it starts to leave a divot in our, in our soul, in our system. Okay. So then we have two choices. We can either, well, we have three. We can ignore it and keep mm-hmm. doing what we always do and just be more and more disappointed and then just try to yep. pretend like we're over it until the next time. Two, we can become um, angry mm-hmm. and and then we can become more sovereign and decide to hold someone truly accountable and mm-hmm. have a different kind of relationship with that person. That, that mm-hmm. in and of itself is also super scary. I mean, that's yeah. really scary to hold somebody, especially if they're a generation older than you. So your uncle, your aunt, your dad, your mom, mm. you know, all of where, where the natural order of things is that you are below them in the hierarchy, yeah, yeah. right? Right, um, right. But, you know, I think the other thing that happens if you don't do one of those two things is I think you start feeling like a victim. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think you start feeling yeah. like a victim and then everything changes to a victimhood sort of trauma experience where you yeah. start blaming yourself. You start saying, well, that's just, I'm just the person in the family that no one, no one helps. I'm mm. a victim. I can't help myself. No one helps me. Woe is me. And now you've turned it yeah. inward and everything becomes really different. Yeah. Yeah, that's those are three interesting paths. So what do you do about that? I mean, we talked a little bit about like at the top, like you know, explore your feelings, mm-hmm. so I kind of get in touch with it. Yeah. Maybe work on staying more present and not letting your thoughts like uh you know, churn on 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 the disappointment or the yeah. thing that you got let down on. Yeah. But 
I think there's more than that. I mean, we talked about adjusting your expectations. Yeah, exactly. Right? Oh, that's Maybe a good Maybe your expectations one, yeah. are way too right. high. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah. So how do you inventory you know, right? that? Like, like, how do you know if your expectations are high? Like, what are what do you think we could do? Uh, have terribly low expectations for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still amazed you showed up to this pod. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Every week, every week, every week, I'm amazed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it shouldn't be lower your expectations, right? That, but well, but get but wait, realistic no, wait, expectations. Wait. Some sometimes yeah. they're really crazy expectations, like yes. way too high expectations, yes. especially for uh, sometimes like the kind of relationship you might have, mm. right? Like you might have like a casual friend relationship. Yeah. Yep. Where you might expect way more from somebody mm. than they think the relationship should have, yeah. right? Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. And that would be because of like, <laughs> like this is at the crux of it, right? Is from the very start, it's like these expectations aren't met and the expectations, and mm -hmm. we've talked about expectations before. You know, I always say expectations are resentments waiting to happen. And in this situation, the expectations are just your natural part of being in in with other people and like wanting to help others. Like even you might have an expectation that you're going to help someone else more than they want to be helped. Totally. Right. Yeah. 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 Why aren't you? Why aren't you helping? Yeah. Why aren't you letting me help you move? Yeah. Yeah. S said nobody. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> right. Bring your trailer. Um. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Why aren't you letting me? Why aren't you letting me help you like change your personal looks? How come you're not letting me like get you a better boyfriend? Because you always pick losers. Yeah, there's yeah. expectations go that side too, and we get disappointed. Well, it, even I mean, whether it's like a friend relationship, or even if you're like, I'm trying to remember back when you're trying to pursue a romantic relationship. Yeah. Um, it's like one person might be way more into it than right. the other. Right? right? Or or they don't want that kind of level of relationship. They just want something a little bit easier and funner, right? Don't you think, did you just say funner? <laughs> I did. I was, we got to edit that part out. <laughs> no, leave it in there. <laughs> I expect people will get a kick out of that. Let, I let myself down. <laughs> um, you know what I actually think the answer in all this is? <laughs> this is going to sound so cliche coming from me. I actually think it's really in your own awareness about your what, what you're expecting and why. It has very yeah. little to do with the other person. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I agree. It has very little to do with the other person. Even if it's all, they're your, it's all you. Even if they're your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, mm -hmm. your best friend. It doesn't yeah. matter if you, it's, it's what is your own awareness of yourself and why you're asking them to do or be these yeah. things. Well, the other thing I was thinking about was right there is like you said why you're asking them to do those mm -hmm. things. But a lot of times we don't express what our needs are. Yes. And then yeah. we expect yeah. someone to do something and we didn't even tell right. them. Right. That, that's <laughs> in my experience. That's a ton of times where, where I'll feel let down is oh. like, well, why didn't. No, whatever. Why didn't my oh yeah? Why didn't Amber do the dishes? Yep. Do we have a dishes episode? I think yeah. we did. Couple. Why didn't Why didn't anyone in my family do the dishes? I feel so let down. Yeah. Well, did I express that I really needed that done? Yeah. No. Right. So like I didn't express that I needed it done. Mm -hmm. Then I was disappointed that no one did it. Yeah. 
But the feeling was really strong sense. in you that it would have made you feel really good if it yeah. had been done. So yeah, it's the same yeah, thing. So like, don't have people guess what you need. Just express it, right? Or yes, and, and express what you need. Be more willing to be honest with your own needs. And I also think mm -hmm. the other thing is think not just to the expression part of what, of what it is, but why. What does it represent mm. for you? You know, like in the example with, our parents as new grandparents having this unrealistic expectation that they would be with our little kids all the time. What did that represent mm -hmm. for me? And you know, the truth of the matter is, this is like, I think that the truth of the matter is, is it represented what a deep nuclear family would look like and that these little children would feel completely loved and supported all the time. Because there was a lot of mm -hmm. times when I was growing up where I maybe didn't feel that way. And you always want, mm. I think you always want more for your children than what you had yourself, even if what you had was wonderful. I think as a yeah. natural human thing, it's like you want to be people that are, especially if you have children, you want them to have these perfect lives. You don't want them to experience any pain or hardship. You, you know, mm. so sometimes it's coming from a really good place and sometimes it's coming from a pretty sideways place because you aren't taking your own inventory. But I think the yeah. key really is understanding where it's coming from and why yeah yeah that's good to be mindful of so what happens if you're in a relationship and you just get disappointed over and over and you try to express what you need and it's just not met yeah you know <laughs> move on just move on no i think you know what i think i think it's um and i've had a number of relationships in my life like this where I have had really strong expectations and those haven't been met. And with the relationships that really matter to me, I have changed my expectations. I, and not only did mm. I change my core expectation, I also changed how I thought and how I felt about the other person. Mm. So I released mm -hmm. them of all of the expectation. I released them of all of the shoulda, woulda, couldas, and I gave to them what I wanted for me. I, I actually, mm. case in point is my dad. I always wanted my dad to be like, oh, I love you, Melissa, you know, great job. And my dad was a guy who was just used to being a leader type, you know, he, he and mm. in his, the way he was raised, that wasn't what you did, right? So I had all mm -hmm. these expectations. Oh, it's going to be totally different. Well, he didn't have any clue of that. And so I would kind of push yeah. on these things with these expectations. And he was like, what is going, like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? You saw them confused. Yeah, exactly. Right. But this is, you know, this is, you know, a couple decades ago, but I'm going to just say, say now what I did is I just released him of all these things that I expected him to be or do or say, or, hmm. and, um, and now I have the best relationship with my dad. I absolutely get the biggest uh, kick out of him. We have so much fun. And every time I talk to him on the phone, he says, I love you. <laughs> it's just things change when you allow yeah, that's the change so interesting. inside. Like you, yeah, you made the change and then the thing you actually wanted yes. followed. And that's the way after you released that's it. That's the way yeah. life is, is the change must wow. be made inside of you. If it's what you desire, you have to be what it is that you want in order for what you want to come to you more. Did you enjoy this episode? Please go to your favorite podcast platform to subscribe, rate, and leave a review so others can discover it as well. Growing self-awareness is a lifelong journey and there's always further to go. 
And it's better when we're all in it together. Please think of someone you know who could benefit from hearing today's conversation and share this episode with them. We can't thank you enough for listening. Until next time, happy exploring, seekers.